0: Today is going to look just a little bit different than our regular time of uh, teaching and preaching. Uh, Last week we were going to have, today is Vision Sunday. So what you're going to be hearing now for the next moments is where are we going here in 2018? Where are we going as a faith family? My kids have now reached the age to just about any time they're getting dressed and heading to the car. They want to know where they are going, right? And it seems like there's something built in us as human beings where we want to know where are we going, where are we headed, and oftentimes are we there yet, right? Well, today we're going to talk about and celebrate a little bit about what God did in 2017 and where we are headed going uh, into this new year of 2018, 2017 was a great year in the life of Leeward, Leeward Church. We have we had to see a lot of neat things that God did in our faith family. We were able to take part in ministry of a church replant of Calvary Church in Loveland, Colorado over Memorial Day weekend. This week, I talked with Dave Harry, the pastor there. I was just checking in with him and seeing how things were going and um, beginning to make plans for us to go back this May. And we were talking, he said that they are beginning to see more and more people in Loveland reached with the gospel. And we got to play a part, if you were on that trip or if you gave towards that trip or if you prayed for that trip, as a faith family we got to take part of that as the gospel is being made known in the Loveland, Colorado area through Calvary, Loveland. God brought us a terrific worship pastor this summer... ...who not only leads us through music... ...but also pastors us in a a variety of ways. The Franklin family is a gift uh, to God... ...to our faith family. We had the opportunity to get to know our community... ...and neighbors through a block party... ...in late August. Many of you remember that. And we've even had some of those folks... ...who were there at the block party... ...come and be a part of our faith family. In October... We had over 300 people on our campus through our fall festival and trunk or treat, and we've been able, we've been able to maintain relationships with these folks. And we've even had some of them begin to come part of our faith family here at Leewood. Over the past six months, over the past six months, we've had 31 guests, 31 guests come, become regular attenders, and now are considering church membership. We're beginning to see our preschool and Parents' Day Out program become more integrated into the rest of our church ministry with a gospel focus. God has provided us a new terrific preschool director, Crystal Friend. You're going to get to know her in the coming months. And God is, is making our preschool and PDO program more gospel focused. And we praise God for that. Our nursery and the last... Six months, our nursery has gone from three babies to ten. So let's keep that going, right? So if you're of childbearing age, (laughs) there is work to be done, right? This last six months has gone, or if you're up for adoption, we love that too. Our, our, Our nursery has gone... From three babies to ten, our kids' worship time that we just dismissed has doubled in size to where now we've had to break it into two separate classes. Just last month in December, a month ago today, we were able to offer comfort, community, and the hope of the gospel to families who have faced great tragedy this past year through the loss of loved ones due to murder in our longest night service. I even had one family member, this amazed me, when during our, our time of fellowship with these families, and we had the cookie reception on our fellowship hall, I had one family member tell me that it is amazing to her, as an African American woman, it was amazing to her that a church in white, affluent Leewood, and yes, that name carries a little bit of baggage... That a, that a church in white, affluent Leewood is willing to look into the face of a real problem in our city and not hide from it. And not be afraid of it. God is doing amazing things in the life of our church. You say, Adam, we're not the biggest church in Kansas City. So what? We're a normal-sized church. Mark Clifton, as we've gotten to know Mark Clifton, writes in his book, Reclaiming Glory... Mark Clifton shows that the normal size church, the average size church in the United States is 40 people. So we are a above average size church. But that's not how we define success here at Leewood by the size and the amount of people here. We have amazing things coming in this year of 2018. God's doing amazing things in the life of our church right now. And I hope we're asking ourselves, as a faith family, not just now, but always, what's next? What's next? What's what's the future of our church look like? Well, today, I want to share with you two emphases that this year of 2018 we're going to be emphasizing. Two things. Two things. You say, Adam, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Two things. And if we as a faith family can be all in together if we can commit ourselves to these things, and not just these things, but ultimately to the purpose and mission that God has laid out for us as a faith family, this is going to be an amazing year. We're going to have two emphasis, and I believe that God is going to do something big in the life of our church this year. I firmly believe that. So, well, first emphasis we're going to have this year, is going to be an event that we're going to call Invite Your One. Invite Your One. So write that in your your, uh, worship guide there, Invite Your One. We're going to have an event, and this is going to help us and cause us as a church to move us to a Great Commission mindset. You say, Adam, what, what do you mean? Okay, so write this down next to Invite Your One. April 29th. April 29th. April 29th is we're going to be having this day called Invite Your One. You might be asking, Adam, is this a gimmick? Is this some hope or some silver bullet to boost our numbers? How many of you remember, if you've been in churches, specifically Baptist churches, for any amount of time, how many of you remember the old friend day? Anyone remember that? Okay, where you invited a friend? And it worked about 40 or 50 years ago, right? It worked. And what Invite Your uh, uh, Friend Day failed to do? It failed to adapt it failed to adapt. Old friend day, if you're not familiar with it, it was where you were supposed to bring a friend to church. And wasn't that the worst? We did this at the church I was at in Birmingham, Alabama as a youth pastor. Bring a friend to church. And it, was, it, just, felt, it just felt awkward a little bit, right? Now, it was successful in some ways, but it doesn't work today. Why? Because it failed to update. So starting in February, this is just to throw this out at you, but starting in February, you're going to hear more about this. You're going to hear about this event, Invite, invite your One. But we're not thinking this of as an event or a program. It's going to be really a process. And that process has even really kind of started a little bit with our Sunday, all of our Sunday morning small groups meeting together, going through this material called Life on Mission. We're going through that for five weeks. Well, we're going to go through this invite your one process for 12 weeks. So we're committing 17 weeks for this. It's going to be a process that we're going to go through that will move us as a church to move us into a culture as a faith family, establishing a culture in our church uh, into a great commission mindset of inviting people. This is not going to be some quick fix for our church, but it's a starting point. We've already started in our Sunday school hour. It's a starting point for us to begin thinking like missionaries. I asked this question this morning in our Sunday morning small group, it really wasn't a small group, it was actually a big group. But I asked this question, let's imagine that we're going on a mission trip together as a church, okay? Or I scratch that. Let's say that you, as an individual, you and your family are going to a foreign country to be missionaries. And the, the country we settled on during our group time of, of just about an hour ago was Senegal, Okay, so let's say that God has called you and your family to be missionaries to Senegal. All right, you've gone through the training, you've learned the language, you've gone through all of that, you have a place to live. You arrive there at Senegal, now what do you do? Now what do you do? You better begin thinking like a missionary. you better begin thinking and building relationships with people around you. Because if it's your responsibility to start a church in a foreign country, you better start building relationships and be looking for other people. Well, this Invite Your One event is to help us as a church to begin moving into a Great Commission mindset for us together as a faith family to begin thinking like missionaries. ...to be thinking alike us. Turn over to Matthew chapter 28, would you? Very familiar passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 28. and Look at verse 19. The very end of the book of Matthew. Jesus had his disciples around them. And Jesus was getting ready to ascend into heaven. And Jesus was going to give them a mission. A purpose... To accomplish. And Jesus says here in verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember I am with you always to the end of the age. So what was the mission that Jesus gave his disciples, but not just those 11 guys here in Matthew chapter 28, but gives the church today. What was that command and that mission? Go and make disciples of all nations. Faith family, just as that was mentioned 2,000 years ago, that command and mission applies today. Is there any World War II buffs here today? Jim Evans uh, in our church is a World War II vet in our church. And one of the key Factors and the key moments in World War II led, beh- led by our own Kansan Dwight Eisenhower was the D-Day invasion. Alright, there's been movies made about that, the D-Day invasion. Well, we we get caught up with the drama and the, the bravery and the courage of those men as they stormed Normandy Beach on the D-Day invasion. But you know there was months and months of preparation for that. This this summer I read a book about the life of Dwight Eisenhower, written by Brett Baer, and just reading about Eisenhower, and it talked about, in this book uh, about Dwight Eisenhower, about the process and the planning that it went into the D-Day invasion. They, They were nervous that they almost didn't invade when they wanted to. Because the weather wasn't right. The weather had to be just right for that invasion. And the weather was a little iffy, but they went in on that invasion. They spent months preparing, training those men, getting supplies, getting the equipment they needed to invade Europe and to defeat the Nazis and to push them back out of France. They spent months preparing. Faith family, you and I, are called by Jesus to think like missionaries. Because we're supposed to be missionaries. So if we are supposed to be missionaries, we have to start thinking like missionaries, okay? This could be news to you, but faith family, we don't live in a Christian culture anymore. We don't. So we live on a mission field now. So we better adapt and begin thinking like missionaries in our own culture. So the invite your one event, it's a process. It's a preparation for us as a faith family, just like the D-Day invasion. It's a process and preparation for us to begin thinking like missionaries, to have a great commission mindset of here in Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20. So the next 16 weeks that's our preparation for D-Day on April 29th. Our D-Day is April 29th of the Year One. But it won't stop on April 29th. Just like on D-Day, it didn't stop with the invasion. They didn't just storm the beaches of Normandy and say, call it a day. Right? No, that's not what they did. They kept going and kept going and kept going and kept sacrificing and kept working to defeat Nazi Germany and to bring freedom to Europe Faith family our d day is April 29th but it's a launching point for us to begin working to be pushing to be reaching our community and our culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ so our invite your 1d uh, our invite your one day our D day is going to be a three and a half month process that we're going to go through to to move us into a Great Commission mindset, uh, mindset of inviting people to church. You say, Adam, if I invite people to church, will they really come? I don't see... I saw Jim DeMoss. There he is. Ask Jim DeMoss if asking, if inviting people to church works. Just ask him, okay? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. At, at the end of our worship gathering, go talk to Jim DeMoss about that. But Dad, did you know that 88% of people, if you have a relationship with them and we invite them to church, they will come. If you have a relationship with someone, and you invite them to church, they will come. So don't believe the myth of, oh, well, if I invite them, they won't come. No, that's a myth. Don't believe that lie. If you have a relationship with them, they will say yes, 88% of the time. And research shows by Tom Rainer that the average church member, so that's you and I, the average church person who goes to church regularly they have 20 or more direct acquaintances of people that are unchurched. That's pretty amazing. So in this room right now, we probably have, I don't know, somewhere around 80 to 100 people. I don't keep track of attendance numbers. I really don't. But let's just say there's 80 of us in this room. Okay? 80 of us. And we have 20... Direct acquaintances of people that are unchurched. You know how many people that is? 1,600 people. 1,600 people that the group of us know that are unchurched. There's our mission field right there. There's our mission field. We have to think like missionaries. So we have plenty of people that we can reach by inviting them to church in order to hear the gospel. Turn over to Acts chapter 4 with me. These are biblical principles that we're going through. Acts chapter 4, verse 20. Peter and John are there in Jerusalem. They've been arrested for preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. They're called before the Sanhedrin, the group of religious leaders there they're questioning them about their boldness how can you preach like that how can you be so bold and it says here in verse 20 Peter and John answered them and they said verse 20 for we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard let me read that again for we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. What had they seen and heard? What are these guys talking about? They had just spent three plus years with Jesus Christ, and they are saying, "Listen, we can't help but stay, say it." They were so excited that they just couldn't hide it. All right, some of you'll get that song reference later. Okay, they had been with Christ. But for three years, they had seen him crucified, they had seen him resurrected, and they were telling that Sanhedrin, listen, we can't help it. We can't help but s- tell what we have seen and what we have heard. And faith family, we need to look at our, each of our individual lives and see what Jesus Christ has done in our individual lives and the, the life and the fruit of being a follower of Jesus Christ As uh, we can't help but share it. We can't help it. It's a natural byproduct of being a Christian. So if we are believers in Jesus Christ, we have to begin to wrap our minds around what Jesus has done for us, and then a natural reaction is to tell people we know about Jesus. So when we start this invite-your-one process in February, February 11th is going to be our first Sunday, we're going to be starting this process, it is going to be a simple way for you and for I for us to introduce people to Jesus. It's a baby step for us to introduce people to know Jesus by inviting them to church. So write it down. Sunday, April 29th, invite your one, D-Day, and you're going to hear more and more about it. You say, Adam, is this really going to work? I, I believe so. This is going to be us as a church going out on a limb, taking a risk, and it's not that big of a risk, but inviting people that we have relationships with to church. So I hope you'll take that risk with me. You'll hear more about it in the coming months. Our second emphasis that we're going to have as a church is getting people involved in community groups. So if we begin inviting people to church and they're being saved and they're hearing the gospel, we've got to do something with them, right? We just can't just leave it at that. We've got to do something with that. And so with them, and so that's going to be our community group emphasis that you're already beginning to hear about. You'll notice in your worship guide, again, an insert talking about community groups. Please read that. There's even more information on the, the table in the back about, about uh, community groups. We desire for every person to be involved in a community group. And there's three offerings of that, of that on that sheet. So on that sheet you'll see that there's a Sunday night group at my house. We're starting February 5th on Super Bowl Sunday. And we're going to have a Super Bowl party at my house. So if you want to be in my community group, it's going to be the best one. I can promise you that. And so you want to be in, in, in a community group. We'll start Sunday, uh, February 5th at 5.30. And we're going to 12 weeks. These community groups, you're just making a 12-week commitment. Plus $19.99 in shipping and handling. And so you're just making just one 12-week commitment. And so you have Sunday nights at 5.30 at Mary Lane's and I's house. You have the Jason Franklin, our worship pastor, and who's done so much work on this community group. Make sure you tell him thank you. He has spent so much time and effort putting community groups for us. Pastor Jason's going to be leading a community group here on Wednesday nights at 630. Jackie Boat is going to be leading a community group in her home on Thursday nights at 630. So you have Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Find a group for you. There's three nights of the week. And these groups are going to be meeting together for three-month sessions for 12 weeks. It's about three to 12 people, ideally, and they're going to meet together to learn how we can love God and love people. And They'll meet for about one to two hours, usually in homes. Pastor Jason's is here for now, in homes. And it's going to be going through discussion about the Sunday morning sermon. So if you want to sit in a group And nitpick a sermon by the person sharing it, usually me. If you want to sit there and nitpick, here's your opportunity in a community group, okay? So you're going to sit there and it's going to be be based around three simple questions around the scripture of that day. It's going to teach us to listen to sermons, but more than that, to teach us as a faith family to get into the scripture for ourselves and learn to feed, us or feed ourselves of community groups. So I encourage you, get involved in a community group. We're calling them community groups for one reason, for, for a number of reasons, but one is to connect with one another. We want to connect with one another. We as human beings are built for relationships. We're built for it. No matter if you're the most extreme introvert. No matter if you're an extreme introvert, God has designed you for human relationships. It's not healthy to sit in a room by yourself. There's not healthy to live in a cave and just eat bugs and berries and be a hermit, okay? That's not healthy human behavior. God has designed us for human relationships. So we are a church, which means we're a family, we want to connect with one another. We want to connect with one another. It's also going to uh, uh, allow us to change to be like Jesus Christ. The life of the believer, a life of a follower of Christ, a, a Christian, is a life of change. We should be constantly changing to be like Jesus Christ. But God does not want us to be sanctified. God does not want us to be sanctified. Uh, he wants us to be sanctified. Let me pull that back. God wants us to be sanctified, to be, become more like Jesus Christ but he has not designed us to be lone rangers. He wants us to do that together. So this allows us to connect with one another and to change with one another. Because you know what change is? It's painful. I don't like change. One of the biggest changes in my life right now is changing diapers. I hate that, right? I hate that. And it used to be, many of you ladies remember the days when it was just the mother's job to change the diapers, right? Culture's changed. (laughs) At least it's changed in my house. I don't know about that. Where the expectation is that the dad changes diapers too, okay? if I'm off base on that, would you talk to my wife about that, please? I don't think that's true though, okay? Talking with other parents in our church. I don't like change, changing diapers. It's messy, it's dirty, it's gross, but thankfully, I don't have to do it alone. I have a companion in that. And who's that companion, a companion? Mary Lane. We don't have to go through this journey, this change of parenthood alone. get to do that with my wife, my companion. So in an ever-changing culture, as Pastor Jason mentioned, as we're changing and being sanctified to become like Jesus Christ, it's best done in community to change together with Jesus Christ. And then we want to cultivate a love for others. In our community community groups, we'll be uh, uh, cultivating love for others, encouraging each other to love our neighbors, to love our co-workers, to be sharing the gospel, to to be inviting people to church, but also to to a community group. Community groups are a great place to invite someone to because you can invite a neighbor who may not be comfortable going to church but You say hey there's a group of us we're getting together for a bible study a meal in a home would you want to come i've already invited a neighbor to do that and they're like yeah we'll come we'll do that so i encourage you to invite to help us cultivating a love for other people the life of a christian is a life of thinking like a missionary of looking for people around around us so that's our two emphasis for this year how can we have a good year as a church it's through invite your one already begin thinking who can i invite to church be thinking like a missionary be building relationships with those neighbors uh, in, in your neighborhood really what we want to begin seeing happening is each one of us as church members we said this in our sunday school hour We want each of our church members to be the pastor on their block. To be the pastor on their block. Your neighbors need Jesus. They need the stability that a faith community, a faith family can bring. So you be the pastor on your block and begin building relationships with those in your your neighborhood. I need to do that in my neighborhood. Be the pastor on our block. We'll be thinking like missionaries, begin thinking like missionaries through Invite Your One. And then we're going to be, co- to, to be connecting, changing, and cultivating together through community groups. That is where God is leading us as a church. There will be no greater blessing to you this year than being involved in a community group. I believe that. It's Just a 12-week commitment. It's fun. I encourage you to do that. So here's what we're going to do during our time in closing. I told you this is different. Is very, very different this morning. I want you to find someone close to you. And we're just going to take a moment to spend a moment in prayer. So just find a moment of prayer. Roxanne's going to come and play and find someone around you. And let's commit this year of 2018. If we can do two things this year as a faith family together, of creating a uh, a Great Commission mindset, thinking like missionaries together, a culture in our church, and cultivating those relationships and community groups, God will bless. And so let's find someone near you, let's pray, let's commit this year to God. We can make all the plans we possibly can, but without the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of prayer, it will amount to nothing. So we need God to intervene, so let's commit this time to prayer. Let's pray about these two emphases, and then we'll close our worship service together song together. So find someone near you. Let's commit this to prayer with Jesus Christ.